0: I will never forget sitting in a cigar box room so hot in a town called Estación Cojorná, on a bed that had no sheets. It was a bare mattress with just this like, horribly loud, rusty fan blaring in the corner. Laying on my back, staring at the ceiling and thinking, I am not going to be able to finish this trip down this river. I I can't do it. All I knew was that I was tasked with spending four weeks traveling down this river and finding the best stories that I could collect along the way. And and I thought at that moment that I'd failed.
1: From Outside Magazine, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today... A student takes the river less traveled. After this.
0: My name is Jordan Salama, and I'm a writer. And I'm really interested in stories that connect people, that cross cultures and borders, and also foster a sense of greater respect between people in the natural world in a country as biodiverse as Colombia, which is the second most biodiverse country in the world, everybody everywhere I went was saying, you have to travel the Magdalena River if you want to understand Colombia. This is a river that is just filled with stories, literally everywhere you turn. Gabriel García Márquez, the famous Colombian novelist, used the Magdalena even as a character in some of his books. I was traveling down the Magdalena River from source to sea, from the Andes to the Caribbean, It's about a 1,000 miles, and trying to live with people who I met. I was concerned about the security situation because I'd heard a lot about what was going on in Colombia. This was in 2018. A peace deal had just been signed two years earlier, and I wasn't quite sure if what I was doing was even safe, let alone sane. And I wanted to be sure, very entirely sure, that Somebody would be receiving me everywhere I went, in every single town, every single place where I got off a bus or got off a boat, somebody would be there to, to meet me. I would meet somebody who was a friend of a friend of a friend in some way, some kind of distant connection, whether it's the grandmother of somebody who I used to learn how to play the piano from when I was five years old in New York, or the cousin and aunt and uncle of a classmate of mine in college who happened to live along the river. Basically, any connection that I could find in this place that was foreign to me, I used because it was an entry point into these communities. In this moment of panic, I ran out of people who I thought would be the right kind of companions, quote unquote, for a journey like this. And I realized that from that point on, I would be going at it pretty much on my own. I was young and inexperienced, and I didn't know exactly what I was doing, and I felt a lot of pressure because this was something that I would end up getting a grade on in school, and so that wasn't lost on me either, that like, at the end of the day, I was writing a paper for an assignment that would determine how I did in college. That made me feel also stressed and scared and a little bit frustrated, and I wanted to give up. I thought to myself, I should stop now. I should turn around. I should go home. And then something changed. I'm laying down on this bed with my clothes off because I'm completely suffocated by the oppressive 100 degree heat and humidity. It's like 3 or 4 p.m. And then suddenly I'm like, okay, you know what? I have to give this like all I've got. Laying in this bed is not going to solve any of my problems. Let me go outside and see what happens in the street. And it just so happens that the family of the people who I was staying with that afternoon, they were building kites. It was just this really beautiful, random commotion that was happening in the streets not far from where I was, I just kind of turned the corner and there was this group of kids, young and old, and adults with tissue paper and reeds from the river and little wooden sticks and, you know, plastic bags, water bottles, whatever they could find and use to build kites because it was August. And August in Colombia is the month of the kites. It's kite flying season because a breeze kind of washes over the entire country and literally everywhere you go, There are people flying kites. They're like, oh, Jordan, you want to fly kites with us? And I said, of course. I got on a motorcycle and with a bunch of kids kind of like trailing behind, we rode up to this like very small hill outside of town, got off the motorcycles, hopped a barbed wire fence that was meant for cattle. And we stood on this grassy mound. I could see parts of the river very far off into the distance. The sun was setting and the light was kind of getting low over the valley. And suddenly, these creations that were made from trash and cheap plastic material that would soon be waste, even little reeds and stalks of grass from the river, flown with fishing line, erupted into the sky. You see these, like, Glimmering triangles of color dancing in this like really deep blue sky. It is an image that I will never, ever, ever get out of my mind. It took a moment of just stepping outside, turning the corner, and saying yes to doing something fun with kids. That is the most indelible memory from this journey along the river that I have. I think that one of the things that it taught me was that in order to write about everyday life, you need to engage in everyday life. You need to participate in everyday life in order to write about it in a way that is meaningful and that is accurate and that is fair and that is detailed and rich and beautiful because that's what everyday life is. I hate to even use this metaphor, but like kind of ripple in the wind like a kite in the sky and let yourself be carried by the winds or waters of whatever is happening around you.
1: Jordan Salama graduated from Princeton in 2019 and now lives in New York City, where he's a staff writer for National Geographic. His first book, Every Day the River Changes, was named a Kirkus Review's Best Book of 2021, and a top new travel book by the New York Times. Learn more about Jordan at jordansalama.com. This story was produced by me, Kat Jaffe. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to OutsideOnline.com slash Daily Rally, where you can see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editor is Kevin Seaman, and our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash Thank you for listening.